Hi, Kayla. Hello, Megan. Hello. Hello. All the way over there in California. All the way over there in New York. Ha. <laughs> Hanging out on the coast. Oh, yeah. Uh, guess what? It's fall. Yeah. We're starting to get some some uh, leaves changing over here. Apparently. You're missing out on the wonderful fall festivities of New York, of Hudson Valley, New York. Honestly, that is one of the only things that I am like upset that I don't get to experience in New York. I was actually in New York over the summer and don't know that I will ever come back to New York during the summer again because it was hot and humid and sticky and there were tons of mosquitoes. Um, and I had forgotten this, you know, as a native New Yorker, I had forgotten how much our summers suck. But what you guys are doing right now, magic. So I've just got to change it. Next year, I'll come home in September. All of the the Halloween decorations are coming out. The witchy stuff is happening. Like, you're missing out on some good times, my friend. So next year, I'm going to do my retreat in September. I'll come home. We're going to do all the witchy shit. We're going to have all of the good fall fun times. And we're going to have so many pumpkin spice lattes. Except that I can't drink coffee. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, it's still going to be great. Oh, been perfect. Apple picking and pumpkin pie. Forever. Oh, my God. We're going to basic be our way through yes. fall. Fall 2024, friends. Get ready. In the meantime, uh, in this fall 2023. In the meantime. <laughs> we will we will we'll survive without you as much as we love you. We will survive without you. <laughs> Have a pumpkin beer for me. I shall. I 100% will do that. (laughs) Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human Human Design Design in Real Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care. And as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the Human Design in Real Time podcast. Today we have a couple joining us. We're doing another couples connection session with Marley Mason and JC Aaron Sibia. Uh, Marley is a 6'2 mental projector and JC is a 5'1 manifesting generator. You might remember Marley from our sisters episode. She's here today with her beau uh, and they have worked with Kayla as a couple and are here to discuss their journey. So we're really excited to have another couple back on the podcast. Um, Welcome. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's really fun. Love hearing, listening to the podcast, and it's awesome to be a part of it. That's so great. You guys listen to the podcast. Oh, have you learned anything from all the other couples, or just about with anything else that has been discussed? Yeah, we we um, we listen to a lot of the couples podcasts you've done already, actually, and it opened up a lot of conversations for us. Yay! That's so oh, that's, great. That's oh. perfect. That's exactly what we want. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Yay! We're big fans, big fans. Yay! <laughs> I mean, it helps that your sister is. is I mean, on the podcast. 
Both of your I, other sisters. Two of your other sisters. Two of my, <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that we've had uh, Sabrina and Niles on here. And now I'm getting to have Marley and JC on. So this is like everyone in the family is getting their couple's connections. We can't wait to talk to you guys about your couple's journey. So tell us a little bit about you guys. How did you meet? How did you end up where you are? Give us uh, the Cliff Notes version of your romance. <laughs> uh, so we initially met uh two years ago actually almost two years exactly right now on halloween uh we met at a singles party in new york city um she was dressed up as black widow i was dressed up as luffy from an anime called one piece um we really hit it off we started dancing until about 4 a.m um and then was madly in love with her pretty much right off the jump um, and wanted to hang out with her the following weekend and went to the dance club the following weekend and just kept seeing each other after that. And yeah, it's kind of how it started. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, I love that so much. <laughs> uh, what's what's funny is that we, we both went to uh, this Halloween singles party with one of our friends, like one of our closest friends. And they had disappeared and you know i was like making my rounds going around talking to other like lots of different people and then i was like wait a second where the heck is jamie and i looked all around for her and couldn't find her and started freaking out and then i get a text from jc being like hey do you know where our friends are (laughs) Um, wait what (laughs) no (laughs) and like well maybe we can hang out while we wait for them (laughs) i'm like okay (laughs) that works for me (laughs) turns out we had been in a janitor's closet together and were caught and offered a free room (laughs) oh i love that that's so funny Oh my I gosh. love that so much. Yep. 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 And you guys have done a lot together now, right? You guys moved out to Reno together for a little bit. Now you have a place um, in Pennsylvania. You know, what has that been like and, and how has that uh, evolved in your relationship? Yeah. So, pretty much three months after we met, we decided to move to Reno together. So, it's pretty. <laughs> pretty like jump in fast type of thing we both were like interested in moving across the country or moving somewhere and so it just kind of all aligned and we were just crazy about each other so we were like all right let's do it (laughs) (laughs) that's so great we moved out there for a almost a year and then we missed our friends and family and we're like, okay, let's move back. And with his company, we moved here uh, to Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, we bought our first house. We're living in it now, um, homeowners, which is amazing. Um, yeah, it's been a short time, but we've had a lot of life experience and loving every single day. I can't even imagine my life without her. And I don't even know how I survived before without her. So, <laughs> no, I Aww. love that. That's amazing. And congratulations on the homeownership. Thank you. 
it's it's uh, I can tell you from experience it's a fun yes. struggle <laughs> it's a lot I actually want to go back to the your your meet cute story because it's it's such a like you were both kind of thrown into this big vortex and I love uh kind of looking at strategy from the perspective of um of how people met so I'm curious how did you guys actually start talking? Like, how did you actually meet? Who made the first move? What was happening? Were you just kind of thrust into the situation together? How did that go down? So initially, it was our friends that actually connected. So I remember very clearly, uh, myself and my buddy John, we had arrived pretty much like 45 minutes early to like the event that was going on. And we were walking around and I remember seeing Marley and her friend in the back room sitting down and they were having dinner before the event even began. And I was just like, okay, you know, I didn't, we didn't talk and initiate anything at first, just kind of like assessing the area, kind of wanted to see what was going on in that kind of like environment of what was going to be. As the night kind of went on, um, John and her friend, Jamie had started talking um, and just kind of struck a conversation at the initial point. There was another guy that kind of like was a part of the event that had like started talking to me and John that was like starting to talk to Marley. Um, and I kind of just stood back and was just kind of watching everything kind of going on. And then he went to go talk to other girls and everything. And Marley was like in the group overall because her friend and my friend had started talking. And then I kind of just struck up a casual conversation, included her in. And I was like, this girl's very cute. And I was like, would you want to dance? Um, so I went over, I got the DJ to play Donza um, Donza Caduro um, on the actual like phone for the cue that it was. Um, got her dancing and just felt the connection immediately. Um, yeah, later on in the night, um, they had like these little cards that you write your phone number on too. And she had wrote her phone number on this like little card as like a way for her to show that she was interested in me. And then she went around to go see the rest of the party, what was going on. Um, they were doing a contest for like that the guys could vote on the best dressed girl and vice versa for girls to vote on like the best dressed guy. So she was trying to win the prize. Um, and then when I realized that our friends were, my friend was missing, I assumed that he had already went off with her friend. And that's when I used the number that was on the card to text her be like, hey, is your friend missing too? Because I wanted to see her again. I wasn't interested in anyone else at the party. Um, and I actually still have that card in my wallet too, to this day. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When we were so cute, <laughs> I snuck it in his front pocket at some point, and he like, and he came over later and was like, "Can I have your number?" And I was like, "Check your pocket." <laughs> That's smooth. That is so smooth. I that love so that. Oh my god. He had me at that point. I was like, "Oh, she's good." <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Oh. That I just I love everything about that story because it's such a like manifesting generator meets projector story. Like manifest you literally you saw what you wanted and you went and you got it. And Marley <laughs> just shined her light. <laughs> it was just like, oh, you want me to dance? Great. I'll dance. I'm going to enjoy myself. And didn't you win that costume competition? I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah she did. Yes. So literally, you were like shining all of your lights. You were just a big shiny projector and were the lighthouse that brought the ship to shore. JC being the ship who is coming to shore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so great. And we've said so many times on this podcast too, 
projectors need a manifesting generator and a manifesting generator need projectors like it's yep. it's such a wonderful it's such a great combination because not only does the projector benefit from having that defined sacral center to be able to have the energy to accomplish things but the manifesting generator really benefits from having the projector's ability to see into what they are actually doing, to see into what they actually need. Um, there is something really magical about being a sacral being and having a projector to see you. Because being seen by a projector as a sacral being is a totally different experience. It's kind of like all of a sudden somebody understands exactly who you are and what you need and what the world sees when they look at you. And you get the opportunity to understand that. And as a projector, being in the presence of many gens, we get the opportunity to be involved in the kind of excitement and the kind of movement and world changing that usually we are just on the sidelines for. And so I, I feel like it's it's a really beautiful experience bringing these two together. Um, and that's I surround myself with many a many gen. My favorite thing is to set my many gens into motion. <laughs> <laughs> is to is to have big overarching conversations and then they say wow that's a great idea i'm gonna go do that and i say great you go do that and then i'm gonna get to enjoy it and it's magical <laughs> it is very magical <laughs> <laughs> so as this is a human design podcast when did you guys start implementing human design in your relationship and how has it benefited your relationship since you guys have been together so uh, I learned about human design shortly before I met JC from Kayla. And so I had recently become interested in it as well. And so I pretty much uh, introduced JC to it very early on in our relationship. Like I have a, I have a screenshot of both of our charts from like after like a month of us dating. So it definitely was something that we were talking about. And like from the very beginning. And I think that has provided a, a very nice foundation for us to be able to talk about how our different energies show up and how we relate to each other and just how we're different. Like, for example, when like in the beginning, um, I got very overwhelmed by people's energy, like when we would hang out with his friends or his family or whatever. And, and we, it became a thing that like, I would take a nap. And it was like, if something like Marley needs to take a nap, I love it. <laughs> you know, I would just go in a different room for like 20 minutes or half an hour. And like, I maybe I would take a nap, maybe I wouldn't. But like, it just like became known that like, I needed naps. And I would take like a very like quick <laughs> nap, and I would be energized and able to hang out again. <laughs> I love that so much. Never underestimate the power of a good nap. <laughs> oh, seriously. But you got when did you guys start doing that? How far into your relationship? It was really early, like uh I wanna say a month and a half. Wow. Actually even before that, I think it was a few weeks. Wow. I just, it, this is so cool because you guys are the first couple that we've had on the podcast and uh the first couple that I think I've worked with at all who's been using human design from the beginning 
of your relationship. And I honestly hadn't realized that until I talked to Marley about this podcast beforehand. But I had been getting into human design right when they started dating. It was literally like the same time that I started getting into human design before I even started doing readings was when they got together. So it was just kind of this like whirlwind of like, look, this thing is cool. So I don't even think I realized that you guys were implementing it. But that's so amazing to hear that like you were helping to support each other using your design right from day one. That's so cool. I was just so excited by it. And like, I wanted to share it with him. And like, I thought because, you know, he was talking about astrology because he knew about astrology stuff. But like, but I like kind of had gotten past astrology, especially yeah. because <laughs> He's a Gemini, and I historically hated Geminis and would not want to hang out with any of them. So I was like, you know what? Let's not talk about astrology. Let's let's not do astrology. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's talk about human design because you're a manifesting generator, and that means you're a superhero, and that's super cool. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So my experience. Uh, was a little bit more detailed than JC's. Uh, JC uh, was just kind of like hearing me try to explain everything, whereas I was working with Kayla in like our own individual human design sessions and personal growth sessions or whatever life coaching sessions that that we had together. So I have a a much more developed understanding of it. Um, But uh, JC has definitely talked about it with me a lot. So, Jay-Z, what is your understanding of human design and your design at this point? You know, what what can you take away from having talked about it with Marley and Kayla? So I create a lot of energy. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, yeah, like Marley said, like before, Anna, like obviously I heard about astrology and like I've always been big on like personal growth and personal development for myself. And like I knew about astrology and I was always fascinated just like with the similarities that you would see between like the tendencies of yourself as the way like you kind of affect others and like how your energy and other people's energy affects you overall. So like when I started dating Marlon, I started hearing about this. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is very interesting. Like my philosophy is someone's going to give you a guide or give you a reference or give you a tool that's going to help you better understand yourself, your relationship and the person that you're with. Why not at least give it a chance? You know, all you can really do is just gather more knowledge from there. Um, and she had kind of introduced me to that concept. Um, and then it was either like a month or two months into us dating. Um, I flew out to California to meet the sisters. Um, yeah. <laughs> a road trip in San Diego. Um, and Kayla actually did her first reading for me and Marley out there. Um, and like Marley talked about, like, I could tell, like, if she didn't take a nap, like, I could see her energy just go down. And I never understood why that was. Like I would see her emotionally, like she would just be drained and she would just be depleted. And I never understood quite why it was. And then she would go take a nap. She would feel refreshed after. And for me, like I can't nap. So like, but I saw, like I could see the energy difference and the mood difference of how it affected her. So like when I sat down with Kayla and we did our like couples reading and I understood more about it, I learned more about how I'm a manifest generator, how I have a lot of the fine centers, how I create a lot of energy and how it gets put onto her. And my family's kind of the same way with a lot of energy around too in specific like situations. Things kind of started to make a lot more sense to me. And I quickly started to understand like those social situations better of kind of like what needs she needs in order to be her best self and what she needs to do for her. And like I said, it's just, it's something that gives me a better understanding to 
be there for her and kind of understand how my own energy affects her too at the same time. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's such a wonderful understanding and overview of you know, manifesting generators yeah. as well. Yeah. As a manifesting generator myself, we create a lot of energy. <laughs> I actually have a question for JC, but I think this could also apply to you, Megan. Because when you are a manifesting generator and you spend a lot of time with a projector, there is that possibility to feel kind of like almost guilty for having so much energy and for creating so much energy and being such a powerful, energetic being. Is that something that you have struggled with? And how have you uh, how have you worked through that together, really? I use a lot of outlets <laughs> to control my energy. Um, I go to the gym a lot. I play a lot of sports. I have to do a lot of things to project that energy. And like, if I don't get the energy out, sometimes it gets internalized and then it turns to stress and then that stress gets projected onto her and it becomes a repressed feeling. Um, so like for me, because I'm very energetic and I have all this energies, I have to use a lot of outlets. I have to fidget. I have to use things to kind of keep my energy in check. So that way it doesn't turn into stress or anxiety in my body from not doing what I feel like I need. So it doesn't get projected onto her. And I think like it was kind of like a tricky situation because she didn't understand why I had to do certain things. But then she also didn't understand like if I didn't do those things, then it would affect my mood. So like really kind of just understanding how it affected both of us and how we needed to give each other the time to do what both of our bodies need. Definitely was kind of like a tricky situation, but we definitely have grown a lot from that. That's so cool to hear. So I love that. It's almost kind of like yeah. for you, JC, your naps are going and doing a lot of things, are getting your energy out and being able to like exercise your body in a way to be that you can show up in the relationship the same way that Marley needs to separate and go take naps and be by herself so that she can show up in the relationship. And I also love that concept that it's not just about how I affect the other person. You are actually you actually feel better in your own body when you exercise that energy. Like you feel less stressed. You feel more able to function when you're allowing your movement and your energy to fuel you rather than get pent up inside. So I feel like this is one of those beautiful moments where the partnership that we've landed in kind of gives us the gifts that we didn't know we needed, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I guess I think JC was more a, a better person to answer that question because he lives with a projector. I don't live with a projector. I live with another generator. So uh, we sort of match each other's energy. And if we need to separate, we're doing our own things. It's still energetic. There's still like uh, action involved, um, whether that be for me, it's crafting or going outside. And for Alec, it's crafting or playing games. Uh, so it's different. Uh, I spend a lot of time around projectors, but I don't live with one. And I feel like that's a very different situation. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at a manifesting generator having all this energy and needing to get it out, it's a different uh, sort of dynamic. So I think, yeah, JC, JCB was the better person to answer that question. <laughs> you're right, though, because like, I, I mean, it's taken time, but I've had to learn, like, if I don't get my energy out and I feel that anxiousness, I see how it affects her. And like not being able mm -hmm. to treat my, like do what my body needs, then gets projected onto her because my frustrations get repressed. And I put that to the side, it gets shown through her and how like that energy gets projected onto her. So like I've become very in tune with like what my body needs. And like, obviously I still have ways to go with it, but like if I don't get what my body needs, I'll repress that energy, but she'll feel it immediately. And that was very tricky to understand because I was like, oh, maybe I really do have to do this stuff more. And I really do have to kind of like 
start understanding myself better so that way I can understand her better and help her in the way that she needs. Wow. I love that. I love the consideration. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I will be so like upset and have no idea why. And like, I'll like start spitballing these like random things about things I could be upset about. And we'll like get into this big fight. And like, and like, he'll just like, he he will be like, not understanding why I'm upset. And then like, all of a sudden, like he starts breaking down. Uh. And then like, there's this big release. And all of a sudden, I feel better. Right, right, right. <laughs> and like, obviously, I don't feel better because he's upset. But like, I just wow, it's no longer being repressed like all the emotions really coming out that's such like two things that are like coming to me on that the idea that ener- that emotional energy is only a problem for someone who's absorbing it when it hasn't been processed when it isn't currently being processed That is like because I think that so often we think that when a person is crying or when a person is having an outburst or when a person is like freaking out in the moment, that that's a problem, that that is the problem. But that is not the problem. That is the release that comes after the pent up emotion, the pent up issue. And if you keep that issue pent up, then you're you that is when people can absorb that energy and it can cause problems. Once you've started the catharsis, you're getting it out. It's no longer something that anyone else has to absorb. It can be entirely yours. I love that. Mm. Um, And the other thing that I that I was seeing on this is like, what an absolute gift, JC, that like you have literally been given a mirror. <laughs> you have been given like this because you said at the very beginning of this, you love being able to ch- like to look at who you are and uh, move forward with yourself, know who you are and get really uh, you're very interested in that self-actualization concept. You've literally been given a mirror who can show you what you need to work on, who can show you what you need just based on existing like, that's just so cool. I <laughs> I, I want to, for our listeners, just kind of give you a visual of what their charts look like, because I realize we haven't actually done that yet. Um, Marley is a mental projector, and she has the same configuration that my partner PJ has. He's been on the podcast a few times. It's defined crown, defined Ajna, and defined throat. Everything else is undefined. So she has a lot of space for reflecting other people's stuff. <laughs> Um, and JC is a manifesting generator and he is defined Ajna or defined mind, defined throat, defined self, defined sacral, defined root, defined heart, ego, will center, and defined emotions. So he is an emotional manifesting generator. The only centers he does not have defined are his crown and his spleen. So these two coming together is very much the puzzle pieces. <laughs> there are two centers that they do share and but JC creates a lot more energy than Marley does. So she is absorbing a lot of the stuff that he has. So I feel like this is such a beautiful marriage of these energies. It's such a it's a beautiful way to experience the Manny Gen meets the projector. They fill in each other's gaps really nicely. Yeah. Like even in the charts, you see it like, you know, Marley, you have all of all of this to find all of the head 
uh, and and throat defined, and then and JC's got the body, and it just marries really well to create this duo that can sort of. I, it feels like you guys can accomplish a lot together because you have everything that the other person doesn't, and you can complement that um, and and make things happen. So as we're talking about the charts, uh, according to the charts, you guys, when you come together, create a lot of individual knowing energy. Kayla, can you talk about that? And what sort of is your understanding of near knowing energy together as a couple? So when we look at their charts, one of the big things that pops up is that just about all of the channels that they create together and all of their electromagnetic channels are what we call individual knowing circuitry. So the circuitry we've talked about on the podcast before is broken down into three different tiers. There's individual circuitry, tribal circuitry, and collective circuitry. Individual is all about me, just me doing my thing. Tribal is about how the tribe is reacting, how everyone in my community is reacting. And uh, collective is about humanity at large. How can we make changes for the greater good for humanity at large? So this individual knowing energy, you guys literally have four different channels that you create electromagnetically, meaning that one of you has one gate and the other one has the other gate. So you don't get to experience this energy on your own only when you're together. And all four of them are individual knowing channels. On top of that, JC also has two individual knowing channels and Marley has one individual knowing channel. So between the two of you, you guys almost create the entire individual knowing circuit. What's so interesting about this is that that means that the energy you create is all about the individual being able to stand strong as an example and just knowing things without without knowing where they came from, without knowing why, without having a why or a how or an understanding of it, just knowing. And because the two of you create this individual knowing energy, it's almost like you together are creating a totally separate individual entity. And I can say, as a person who has hung out with the two of you many a time, you really do kind of become one person when you are together. (laughs) (laughs) And it is so, it's such an interesting thing to watch. And I feel like as we are discussing this and as we're talking about this idea that Marley, you are kind of this mirror for JC and you guys bounce off of each other and are able to understand yourselves more deeply by being in the space together, that individual knowing energy is all about knowing yourself is all about knowing who you are and what you need to do to stand strong in the world. Um, and in each of your charts, neither of you is really built as an individual in the way that others are. You both have interpersonal profiles. So you are both more likely to think about the other person before yourself. So the idea that when you guys come together, you create all of this individual energy is almost giving you guys the opportunity to explore what it means to truly be an individual when you are together. And I'm wondering how that shows up in your relationship and what that what that idea means to you. Do you feel more strong as individuals when you're together? 
Yeah. I mean, I know I definitely do. Um, kind of like what Marley was saying like before about like, I mean, definitely when I was single and I was living alone for a long time, I just, I naturally repre- repressed a lot, way more than I even realized. And like when Marley was kind of talking about like these fights that come up just out of nowhere or the stress that she feels, like I'll feel that immediately. And I'll be like, like she'll like pick on a couple of things and I'll be like, but this doesn't make sense. Like what you're saying doesn't equivalent to the emotions that you're feeling. And it will confuse me very quickly. And then I'll break down. And then kind of what you were talking about, that release, and then it'll like still feel much better. It's like I naturally just repress all those emotions and things that I didn't even realize just to get out of my, my mind. She'll feel them. But then I'll take a look at it because I see how much it affects her. And I'm like, what is making her feel this way? Because what she's saying doesn't actually equivalent to like how she's feeling. Like I can tell it's affecting her um, in a very like negative way. And I want to get to the root of it. And then it causes me to have to take a deeper look at myself and kind of what's going on with me expressing those emotions and looking at it. And like, you know, her, like you said, her and I are always looking at it from each other's point of view, looking at, you know, how we're feeling, um, how the other person's feeling specifically. And it makes us like really kind of have that interpersonal connection. Um, and then it'll make me break down and have that release. And then it's like, now I feel better. Now she feels better. And now we've moved on past it. And now we've gotten to the actual root problem of what's causing this emotional stress on us. Um, so yeah, it's definitely very interesting to kind of hear that um, because we do experience that quite often. Yeah. I think our, uh, my throat or his throat has a gate that connects to a gate that I have in my emotional center. Yeah. Um, and it, that one, it, I think it helps us a lot with processing emotions. So I had a lot of things in my past that I've talked to him about that I hadn't been able to get through or process for like the entire time before I met him. But now, like, I don't, I've processed all of those things. I've talked about them with him and I don't like feel those bad feelings anymore. Like, I feel like I've gotten past a lot of the traumas I have because I've been able to process them by talking to him about them. Ah. That's beautiful. That's so great. (laughs) It's the channel of openness, I think, that you're talking about. And the channel of emoting, actually, which connects your emotions to your root. You have both of those. So makes it very easy for you guys to get those emotions out and process them. I just wanted to say before when you were talking about, like, feeling guilty, I feel like um, I felt guilt. I feel a lot of guilt for not having as much energy as as he does and like I think that he does feel guilt sometimes for how much energy he has like we both kind of go back and forth but like I felt kind of ashamed for like not having as much energy as he does but like the having the whole like projector chart kind of explained to me it does kind of it gives me that grace and understanding for myself to be like it's okay that I don't have as much energy as he does that's not how I'm designed and like I can give myself that space to you know, take care of myself. And, you know, for a while at the beginning of our relationship, I really tried to like, be as active as him, like to go to the gym as much as he does. And like, there came a certain point where I was like, I can't do that. Like, I literally just cannot exert as much energy as you do. And like, that was like a big revelation for me in like, how I was taking care of myself. And that like, it, it was, it, we need to take our care of ourselves in different ways. Yes. Uh, so that was just one thing I wanted to comment on. But also, I do really enjoy using his energy. 
<laughs> and like, let me just say, it's it's super addictive. Like being. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love using his energy. I love the energy that we create. It feels so much better to be with him than to be without him. Although there does come a point where it's like we both need a break from it. And yeah. so that's that's kind of hard for both of us because we're like, okay, we do need our space to recharge. Yeah. But <laughs> we really love being together. And I think a big reason for that is that we survive better together. Yeah. Because we create a defined lean together. Yes. Mm, yes. I mean, I definitely agree, like, vice versa, like, I've always felt like I'm too much, like, you know, sometimes, especially with my energy, um, and, like, I felt mm. like a lot of times, like, I had to, like, reel it in, um, and, like, try to slow down to, you know, keep, like, I knew I was a lot for her, um, especially early on, so, like, kind of trying to be conscientious to slow things down, but then, like I talked about, it would create that stress on myself and my body, and then it would get projected on her, and then being like, no, it's okay that I have this much energy. It's okay to be who I am. I just need to recognize that I need that space and those outlets to take the time to do what my body needs um, so I can get that energy out so I can then be more present when I am with her. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely agree with everything that she said. Like, I feel better when I'm with her. Um, I feel more stressed when I'm without her. But at certain times, like, I do feel like I need my own space to just kind of let loose and let my energy go wild because like when I'm with her I feel like it's a lot more contained now that's a bad thing like today I went to the gym and I did everything that I needed to and it feels much like more controlled but there's certain points where I'm just like I want to go crazy um and I can't always do that with her around because it just becomes too much for her um and I feel like my energy being held back in certain ways um but that need for survival need for comfortability is much more comfortable when she's around like i love being with her um i feel safer when i'm with her i feel more complete when i'm with her um so it's definitely a balancing act because i don't want to be apart from her but then at the same time we have to kind of take our space at certain points <laughs> yeah yeah i i love that concept and i think that one of the big like fallacies of what we have been taught to believe about being a couple is the idea that we have to be able to do absolutely everything together all the time because there are always going to be things that you don't want to do with your partner. There are going to be parts of yourself that you can't express when you're with your partner. Like, I love that concept that like you're you're leaning into the idea that it's OK that you can't be this wild, crazy, you know, over the top person when you're with Marley. That's OK. You can do that with your friends. So I love that. And I also wanted to comment on what you said, Marley, about addiction to sacral energy. Mm. It's so funny because this actually, this literally came up just before the podcast. I was really tired earlier. I had like a big long thing earlier today and I was really tired before the podcast. And PJ came home and he just started working with a merchandiser, working with a new coffee company. And he had this new drink that had what was supposedly like healthy caffeine. And he was like, here, like, do you want to try some of this? And I'm sitting here like, I don't even drink caffeine anymore. Like, I don't know what that's going to do to me. And so I was like, all right, maybe I'll try just a little bit of it. And I had like, I kid you not, like three, four sips of this drink. And like, I my, my body is like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's happening? <laughs> and like, <laughs> and the thing is that like, I know that regardless of whether I have caffeine in my body, 
if I come to this podcast and Megan is feeling good and there are generators in the room, it doesn't matter how I felt before I got here. It doesn't matter whether I've had a ton of caffeine or none at all. I'm going to be awake. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be present. And then as soon as we get off the podcast, I'm going to slump over and I'm going to need a nap. (laughs) (laughs) And now you have... Two manifesting generators in the podcast with a lot of energy. Right? <laughs> so, but it is. It's, We're here. It's interesting because it really does feel kind of like a caffeine kick for me. Like when I get into a meeting with a manifesting generator, when I get on the podcast or even with a generator, like I feel this this instant energy surge. And it is very, very important for me to remember this is not my energy. If I start, like I have to check in with my body, like how is my body actually feeling? Am I hungry? Am I tired? Like what, what is actually happening right now? Because it is, it's so easy to just get lost in it because it feels so good. Like it feels so good, especially when that sacral being is like living in a high vibration of their sacral energy. It just feels so good. Mm. <laughs> you know, that reminds me, I do actually notice when I'm hungry more when I'm with JC. <laughs> I love that. When I'm not with them, I'm like, I don't need to eat. What? <laughs> What's food? What is? What does that mean? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I also want to touch on, just because Marley, you mentioned this, how you guys created to find spleen together. So I know this is something that we've talked about a lot before. And uh, one of the things that you've talked about is the idea that from the beginning of your relationship, you just kind of knew that you were needed to be together and you just kind of felt safer together. You've just felt safe. You feel kind of like your being together is not a question. There is no question. It's this It's this knowing. It's just a deep inner knowing. And the channel that actually lights up the spleen for them in their charts is the channel of struggle. And what you guys create both the channel of struggle and the channel of mutation And so these are both channels where you need to try out different things in order to figure out what is actually aligned for you, what is actually best for you. And it is also an energy that without a defined spleen can be kind of scary because if you don't have a defined spleen and you're trying to like, you know, test the waters on things, you might go too far and hurt yourself. You might be too scared to step in at all. Whereas when you're together and you create that defined spleen and you have that channel of struggle that really helps you to understand what struggles are worth fighting for, what things are actually worth fighting for, it gives you the opportunity to safely experiment with the different ways of functioning. And I know that having moved in together in the first three months, moving numerous places together, like this is apparent in your relationship. But I'd love to hear you talk about how that feels, like what that is like. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's really interesting because it's kind of when I'm alone, I start to question things. But when I'm oh. with him, then it all just makes sense. And, you know. I, everything that I'm concerned about, I, I talk about and, and we just talk through it and, and then it all just like makes sense. And it also just feels like it makes sense a lot more when we're together. And it's, there's a couple of examples. One is like what you said, how, how we just always knew we wanted to be together. There was never a question. Um, and 
we just knew that we felt better together. Um, the other thing is like, I feel like there's a lot of times where we just, we run into situations where it's like, it's just kind of magical. I, I don't know how else to put it, but like, for example, the other yeah. day we were, we were driving and there was this car that pulled out in front of us and it was, it was really scary, but like he, JC was driving and he slammed on the brakes and like afterwards, like we were kind of talking about it and we, we kind of just both knew that that guy was going to pull out or woman. I don't know if it was a guy or girl, but yeah. like, <laughs> but like we both wow. kind of just knew that the car was going to pull out in front of us. And so it's like things like that, where it's just like these weird, like happenstance events where like, we feel like we just know how to survive better when we're together. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, like, especially on that road, too. Like, we were on a 50-mile-an-hour road, and that person was at a stop sign. Like, there's no reason in any world that they should have pulled out. But, like, like she said, I just, I had a feeling, and I was like, this person's going to do something stupid right now. And, like, they pulled out right in front, and, like, if I didn't say I'm on a brakes, we would have had a collision right on. And, like, I was able to stop just in time to, like, not, like, to make sure that we didn't collide or anything. And, <laughs> Um, and yeah, like we walked away from it and it was just like, I don't know why, but I was just like, I just knew that they were going to do something stupid right there. Um, and I was able to react to it. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I feel, I feel wow. those struggles when I'm not with her. I mean, for instance, like we have a big thing going on right now where I'm transitioning jobs. Um, and this is something that like her and I have talked about and it's the right reason for so many reasons. Um, this, uh, this job is causing a lot of stress for me, her, um, but when we're together, it makes sense. But right now I'm in the last month of it. And when I'm without her in the 12 hour shift that I'm doing, that's when my fears and my anxiety get to me. And that's when things make less sense and it causes a lot more stress. And then as soon as I come home and as soon as I'm back with her, it all goes away. And like, even like last, well, I guess it was technically this morning, last night for me. Um, when I walked in, I told her, I was like, it's crazy how as soon as I see you, my entire mood can just do a 180 where I've been stressed about like if I'm making the right decision or like, is this the right way to go? And then as soon as I see her and I'm with her, I'm like, no, like everything makes sense. This is for the right reason. I don't like, I'm not scared anymore. It doesn't bother me as much. And I'm like, everything makes sense again. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. That's so cool. I feel like that is like, what you just described is the epitome of what the individual knowing circuit provides us. And people who have a lot of individual knowing circuitry in their charts experience that regularly. Like I actually have two individual knowing channels in my chart and it's something that I experience all the time. And what you're discussing, it, I mean, you literally create almost the entire circuit. So the idea that you're experiencing what is like the textbook, like description of what individual knowing energy is, is just like, it's just really cool. It's like a super cool, nerdy human design thing for me to get to listen to. <laughs> Uh, for, for other human design nerds who are looking at this, the channels that they create are the channel of mutation, the 360, the channel of struggle, the 2838, the channel of emoting, the 3955, and the channel of openness, the 1222. And then they co-create the channel of inspiration, the 81, um, and they both have the channel of structuring, the 4323. So tons 
I think there's one channel in the individual knowing circuit that you guys don't create. <laughs> no, two. There are two, but it's still. <laughs> wow. So how do you find that you guys complement each other based on your designs? And, you know, you've talked about this a little bit so far, but um, how would you, how else would you see that in practice? Uh, whatever it is that you find that co you complement each other on? There's so many things. Um, but I would say, um, I would say like my favorite example is that I always say that he is the efficiency in the relationship and I am the quality control. <laughs> Whenever we want to get a project done. Oh, I love that. <laughs> He's the one who has to be like, we're going to do this now. Like, I'm going to start it now. Like, I mean, I'm technically the one who's usually like, yeah, we should do this today. But then he's the one who starts it. And mm -hmm. then, like, I'm the one who kind of has to oversee it. And <laughs> we, this is especially prevalent when we are creating furniture or other, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorts yeah. of home improvement projects together. <laughs> Oh, I oh love that. Yes. <laughs> Little details are yes. a struggle. I'm ready to just get everything done and go fast. I don't always have to. I don't always have time to look at small details like which way does the board have to be flipped? Does it have to go right to left or left to right? I don't know, but it's going to go in, and I'm going to get it done with. The <laughs> <laughs> <He> would, <laughs> most ready gen thing ever. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. would rather just do it wrong and have to undo it and redo it <laughs> than to like stop. <laughs> And be like, how does this work? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I feel you, Jesse. I understand that. <laughs> Big Manny Jen energy right there. That is like, you got to do it and so then real. go back and do it again. Like, that's that's how it works. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yes. Learn it even better by doing it twice. Let me tell you. I can take it. Oh, Let me yeah. tell take it. I'm like, man, I'm a pro at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Whereas Marley and I, the projectors, are sitting here like, I only have the energy to do this once. <laughs> I only want to do this once. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. But yeah, I think he he's really good at like helping me get to the finish line of projects because there's so many things that I don't feel like I have the energy for. And so I don't even want to start them. Mm. But like having him around, I feel like it's like it's just so much easier to like finish projects together. Like we both complement each other in I don't I don't really know all the ways that I help him, but I know that I like. I'm really good at um, organizing things um, in a way that he's not always able to see. So, yeah. I mean, it even helps for me just like, I mean, we talked about it today, actually. Like, it helps when I talk to her because it creates an agenda for me. And it creates like an organization of what to do. Because I was talking to her today, like as soon as I woke up, I had some coffee and I didn't stop moving through three and a half straight hours until about 15 minutes before this podcast. Like I just knew, but it was because her and I had talked 
about what I was going to do. So like I made food for us. I did the dishes at the same time. I did the lawn mower. And then I did like the finer details, the weed whacking, went to the gym, came home. No, you got food. Oh yeah, I got food too, all in as well. And I did all these things, but it was because we had talked about it. And I was like talking to her about it. Like sometimes like once I start, my body just moves and my brain is not even caught up to what, what I'm doing. So like speaking to her and having an agenda and like organizing everything before I get going really helps me because once I start, if I stop, I feel like I lose my momentum. So like talking to her beforehand and organizing like this, 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 I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> uh. Oh, I love that. That's so great because I feel like because you both have the channel of structuring, which is the one that connects your mind to your throat. And that is that organization channel. But I feel like you guys are using it in totally different ways. Like you both have that mm -hmm. organizational energy, but like Marley, you're more about planning and JC, you're more about acting, like actively doing the things on the list. So Marley can make the list and JC can go do the things on the list. And I feel like that it's such a, it's a really great example of how you can have the same exact channel and experience it in a different way based on the energy that you create. True. <laughs> I thought of another thing too. Yeah. We, um, I don't have any like decision centers, like as a mental projector, mm -hmm. I kind of have to, the way that I make decisions is very long. Like um, I, I mean, the way that I make decisions is not with my body basically. So I, I'm, you know, I think about all of the data and the facts that I have, but I can't say like, this is what my gut feeling is because I've never had a gut feeling. Like yeah. I, I can listen to my intuition, but a lot of times for those like quick decisions that need to be made like immediately or in the next few days, like I will look to him to make those decisions because he has like three different centers. Like yeah. he has gut, he has his emotional center and I don't know, his spleen. I don't know what the other one is, but. Uh, <laughs> Ego center. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah. Yeah. He can make decisions really quickly. Yep. <laughs> so, whenever I'm like really confused about something, I will like look to him and be like, what is your gut telling you? Like, you know, I'm asking you a yes or no question. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, I love that. I actually, it's funny. Earlier we had, I asked two questions, one right after the other. One was very like big and overarching and the other one was a yes or no question. And what the response was, Marley, you kind of sat in contemplation and waited and JC immediately said yes. And I was like, <laughs> this is just such a beautiful example of, <laughs> of a projector in, in the design. contemplation and a Manny Jen answering the yes or no question because he had an answer and he knew what it was. <laughs> Love it. Love it. It's so cool to see your designs working together. And, you know, everything that you've described is also very evident in me watching you two. Um, as we are doing this in a video. Uh, so it's really cool to see that actually coming together and the way that you guys complement each other because it is so very evident how well you complement each other. Um, but what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced? How have you been able to use your human design to apply um, to those challenges? I mean, some of the challenges, I mean, like we're talking about like how my energy affects her is like one of the biggest things, like it's like even situational, it's like, um like like i said my job has like been very stressful and like we were doing a long time where on my first break i would be calling her every single break and just like you know talking to her 
but I was very stressed at work, nor did I feel safe. So like just that repressed energy even goes through the phone in terms of a, like a, a communication for us. And like she would get very stressed and very overwhelmed and very frustrated. And I wouldn't understand why and it's because I'm pressing all of the negativity that I'm feeling at work, not feeling safe and the stress that I have. And then it would come out like through just even talking to her on the phone. And it was like, maybe we can't do phone calls while I'm at work because all of this negative energy that I'm repressing is just going straight to her, like oh. through the communication aspect of it. So like, just kind of like different ways like that, like definitely were kind of challenging to realize. But like one of those things that we kind of realized and talked about after was like, mm. <laughs> now I see why we get so stressed because she'll hang up and then she'll be like, I don't even understand why we were just arguing. Like, I don't understand <laughs> that. <laughs> mm. so you kind of touched on it a little bit but can you describe a little bit more what the process is on using your design to overcome that challenge and really reconnect and rekindle so that you can continue to move forward and not continue to be stuck in that space where you guys are calling each other and getting frustrated at each other well in this situation we just uh we stopped uh that call that we would have while he was mm -hmm. at work um just because it was um, it was it was stressful for me because I would I would pick fights and I didn't really know why and then when we hung up I would just feel like so much better and just like not have any of those emotions that I was feeling anymore and so it just like it seemed like it wasn't the best time for us to connect and even though we really wanted to connect because we missed each other and and you know because he's on night shift so he's he works a 6 p.m to 6 a.m job right now um and so it's like been very challenging Oof. for us like not being able to sleep next to each other every night and not like being on the same schedule and not seeing each other um and so we wanted to use that time to connect but like ultimately it wasn't helping and so we just we've tried to find other ways other times to connect and so little things like you know I work from home and so um when he wakes up in the afternoon like I'm able to take like a 20 minute break and and go cuddle with him or like go you know hang out with him for a little bit like during my lunch break uh and so we do we do little things like that instead oh that's so yeah, sweet that's nice and I I also that's think so that sweet. one thing you guys are doing which is you know, definitely a hard thing to do is you guys seem to be able to take that step back, have that bird's eye view perspective of why is this happening? Because I think that's, you know, that's what really went on there is you guys were doing something that clearly was not working, but it's really easy to get caught in a rut and do that thing over and over and over again instead of actually making a change. But because of how tuned in you guys are to the way that you affect each other, you were able to take that step back and say, okay, maybe the problem here isn't us. Maybe the problem is this thing that we are trying to fit into our relationship. What if we were to shift that? And I think even JC, you're talking about shifting jobs, moving, no longer being at this job that's causing you so much stress. These are the kind of things that are really, really difficult to do. Making huge changes in your life is not easy. And it feels like since you guys started dating, making these changes is something that you've been a lot more able to step into. And 
like that's something that I have I have witnessed. The Marley that I know would never have moved across the country. Never. You could not have paid her to move to Reno, Nevada. Like and <laughs> so when I found out that you were moving to Reno with this person, I was like, wow, like that this is a very profound relationship. Like either Marley has completely lost sight of who she is or she's finally figuring out who she can be, you know, like she's finally stepping yeah. into who she can be. So I feel like that is what's happening. And it's really beautiful to get to hear you guys talk about it, especially a few years into your relationship now. Yeah. I mean, we find a lot of sanctity in each other, like with all these big decisions that we've done, like moving across the country, moving back, buying the house, um, doing this big job, like um, big job change. Like I said, like when I'm without her, I feel the stress. I feel the anxiety. I start to go, am I actually making the right decision? I get confused um, of like, you know, what does my gut tell me? What does my head tell me? What does my fears tell me? But then as soon as I'm with her, I'm in a safe space. And I feel all that stress go away. And I'm like, I know I'm making the right decision. We know we're making the right decision. And like, it's one of those things like I can even like feel from her. Um, and I, I think I can't speak for her, but I think she feels it the same for me based off past conversations. Like we both feel very safe in decisions that we've made with each other. And we have a lot of trust in the other person of that, like person feeling safe as well with it. I think the struggle kind of comes up with that being alone and thinking about these decisions because we feel best about the decisions when we're together because we made them together. And so then being alone in our actual like individual energy it we start to question it and more and it's that's really been what we've struggled with the most i think and mm. we've been through a lot of trials and errors uh together like we've definitely tried a lot of new things together that you know were for better or for worse but like i think what what really made them difficult was that being alone part and and not being able to talk to each other about it and kind of just like coming to an understanding of it in our own individual energy which is strange and I'm actually just realizing this right now <laughs> I mean, it goes back to like what Kayla was talking about like the all-knowing channels like when we're together we have that yeah. and then when we lose it we question it you know our fears anxieties get the best of us and it makes us want to just stay in that rut and stay comfortable. And then when we come back together, it's like, nah, there's a way better way to do this. Yeah. We're making the right decision, but let's continue to push through. <laughs> I yeah. I would love to hear what have you guys been doing in order to help yourselves individually when you're not together to to begin to kind of calm some of that stress? Because you can't always be in the room together, you know? Um, is it a matter of digging into a deeper trust in yourself, in your relationship, in a greater power? Is it about, you know, like looking at facts and data and whatever? Like, what is it that you have been utilizing to help you to cope and to help you to really be able to stand on your own as well as being together in the relationship? For me, it's been a lot of like, self-care routines that I've kind of taught myself over and over again that I've kind of you know lost and then regained and lost and regained and whatnot and it's for me it's it's talking myself through the things 
Um, it's taking time to, to tell myself to actually take care of myself, like to do things that I don't necessarily feel like I want to do without him to just start and to like try to like do things on my own. And, and that's usually where I find the most success, um, in, um, in being by myself is just pushing myself to, to take back that independence that I, you know, so strongly developed before I met him and kind of just like honing that, that energy. For me, for me, it's two different things. Um, it depends on one of two ways I'm feeling. Um, because like, I'm an overthinker. I know all the facts. I've already known them. And whether I'm with her or without her, I'll think about the same, but it doesn't change how I feel about it. So if I have a lot of energy, I need to distract myself. I need to play games on my phone. I need to fidget. I need to be present. I need to just keep moving. If my energy starts to feel kind of depleted and I don't feel like moving, then I just need to focus on my breathing and I just need to relax my mind and my body to link up. Um, because the, the logistics and the facts don't change for me, whether I'm alone or with her. It's just that feeling of comfortability. So depending on how high my energy is feeling at the mode, those are usually one of the two uh, things I need to do. Mm. Oh, I love mm. that. I I really like, I really love getting to hear about your relationship from this perspective because I feel like, you know, as a big sister, you always worry. It's 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 my job to worry about you. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's it's really wonderful for me to get to hear how much you guys are not just you know experiencing this beautiful, exciting relationship together, but how much you really are doing the work on your own as well, and how much you're learning to trust yourselves and each other, but trusting yourselves within the relationship as well. And I feel like I that, that just makes me that makes me very, very happy as a big sister. Um, getting to hear about all of this um, and knowing that you guys are that human design is helping and that you're using human design um, it really helps the nerdy side of my brain <laughs> so I have one last question for you guys before we wrap up here what advice do you have for other couples bringing human design into their relationship be open to everything honestly be open to finding out more about yourself and more about the other person that you're with I mean like I said at the beginning like it's it's a tool. It's a, it's a guide. It's a resource. Like, and all it can really do is benefit you. Knowledge is power. Um, like just don't look at it from your own point of view, but look at it from theirs too. put yourself in their shoes, understand how both of your energies affect each other and what not only your body needs, but your partner's body needs as well. Um, and that's what I believe will help kind of stabilize the relationship and really help it grow and blossom. Yeah. Also just to be patient with yourself and patient with your partner and be willing to communicate with them about how they're feeling and just how you're feeling and be willing to come up with some sort of conclusion to you know compromise be willing to change that that was such a manifesto response from JC and such a projector <laughs> response from Marley. <laughs> it's just so like quintessentially perfect for both of you. It's like, wow. Yeah. 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 You asked, I she thought about it. She was ready to go. 
I know. And you, the fact that you went first and she went second because she, I was like, wow, this is so in design, this moment. I love it. I love it. You guys are great for our listeners to understand what it looks like for mm. a Manny Gen and a projector to be in a relationship. Perfection. <laughs> It's beautiful. It really is. I I love the manifester and manifesting generator and and uh, projector partnership in in all aspects of life. I think they just work so well together, and you guys are an amazing example of that. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your your story with us, your relationship. I hope that you continue to use human design in all of the all that life has to throw at you especially with super fun homeowner stuff <laughs> yeah i wanted to say thank you to kayla for introducing us to human design because i feel like it has been so helpful for both of us with appreciating each other's energies and just like how we're different and helping each other to appreciate our own selves more like to you know appreciate who we are as people instead of always like beating ourselves up and stuff yeah oh that's so great that makes me so happy you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) thank you megan for facilitating this podcast with kayla because i know that she couldn't do it without your help she needs that sacral energy she needs that sacral fix (laughs) i I need my sacral fix (laughs) it's a good fix It's It's some good shit, guys. If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at Human Design in Real Time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com, to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's K-A-Y-L-A-C-A-R-E dot com. We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human Human design design in real time. time.